They say if you want to get the pulse of what's going on in the country, go to a barbershop. So that's what we're doing tonight on Whiskey Business. We are at the Old Village Barbershop tonight. Tripodis, masked up for a reason, because uh, tonight I am getting a haircut at a barbershop. A barbershop, yeah. Something that uh, more recently has come into vogue a little bit, as people have been wanting a little taste of old school, but something for some people that has been around a long time. When I was a kid growing up in Steubenville, I used to go with my grandfather down to the barbershop where he would get a haircut. Why? I don't know. He was mostly bald and had a little bit of hair on the sides, but I guess whatever he had, he liked to make sure it was nice, neat, and tight. But I think the real reason he liked going to the barbershop was so he could talk and discuss the issues of the day, what was going on in our little town of Steubenville, what was going on in the country, sports, politics, what was going on at the mill? My grandfather was retired, but he had great stories about his adventures in the mill, and sometimes he would listen to those who were still working at the mill commiserate about their jobs and so forth and so on. It was a place where people could come and meet and, and greet and, and unite and also disagree. They say if you want the pulse of how people feel, just sit in a barbershop all day where you'll get so many varied opinions and ideas and thoughts about what's going on in this world, how to make this world a better place, what's wrong with this country, what's good with this country, and where the hell this country is going. They'll tell you each and every opinion, each and every different way. That's how I remember it as a kid. And it's still going on today. We are at the Old Village Barbershop, where this gentleman behind me, is he behind me? I'm behind you Johnny Checkler. The Old Village Barbershop is where we're going to be doing our podcast tonight and talking about that very thing. Does it still exist? Does, does the barbershop still have the pulse of the country with everybody that comes walking in here over the course of a day at the shop? We'll find out. Um, our guest bottle tonight, I got it in honor of you, by the way, uh, Tommy Checkler. I got us a bottle of Tom Foolery out of Cleveland, Ohio, actually Burton, Ohio. We'll tell you more about the guest bottle here in a second, but we'll let Greg Hansberry do the business. And yes, as you can see, we are masked up and doing everything we have to do for the COVID protocols. It'd be nice to take this off, but we're doing the smart thing and the safe thing. That's right. We don't want the barber police we don't want the barber barging police. in on us. We don't want the barber police. A little business before we start, Mr. Hansberry. Whiskey Business is uh, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting app if you haven't already done that. SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon uh, and now. Uh, I think Disney Plus, it, we're, we're finishing up some last-minute paperwork for that. For Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be there soon. Yeah. Uh, if, if not, if not our own show, we're going to be in, on season three of The Mandalorian. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're uh, not. John Whitney doesn't care for that joke. Don't don't make light. Don't make of, light of The Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian. Uh, we're also on uh, YouTube. Uh, John does. Speaking of John Whitney, does a great job videotaping this, and uh, this is such a cool scene. Uh, I mean, this is classic bar- Middle America barbershop. So yep. check us out, Whiskey Business, uh, uh, YouTube with uh, Dino Tripodis. 
uh, subscribe for us there, and you can go and check out through the, all the archives of, of all of our episodes. Um, on Instagram, like us there, please, and Facebook, uh, share. And, and uh, also, one of, the, one of the most important things, uh, Whiskey Business, uh, we have is word of mouth. So share with uh, your, your friends who uh, uh, like podcasts, who are uh, whiskey uh, enthusiasts like us, or people just who, who enjoy just a good conversation uh, because that really goes over a good line. pour. That's I right. think is what we like to say. Yeah, that's it. So uh, that without further ado, have at it. Have at it. And I get a free haircut. I said free. It's probably not a free. Negotiable. Haircut. Negotiable haircut. <laughs> out of it. Tommy, I don't even remember where we first met. Um, I think we met at Coach's Coaches Bar and Grill. Coach's Bar and Grill, and 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 we and we come from the same. Well, first of all, I don't want it short. I just want the, to 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 dethatch it a little bit and mm-hmm. take out some of the. Yeah. The, do you do you listen when people tell dethatch you that? It. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. You do exactly. Sometimes what they say? people just say, "Hey, do what you want to do." It's kind of like barber's choice. Right. You know, they trust me and say, you know, do and what they you want to do. They just come in and say the usual. Yeah. Uh, uh, so a lot of a lot of the older guys, you know, you say, "Hey, trim it up," and they'll say, uh, "Do you know the usual? Get yeah. it off the ears." The older guys are kind of simple you know right right they like it you know nice and tight off the ears and mm-hmm. not too high in the back but you know clean you up a little bit how long you been cutting hair i graduated high school in 78 went to barber school in 78 and was actually licensed by the state of ohio um in 1979 so I, wait you got out of high school and went right to barber went school. right to barber school now is this a is this a family profession was your father yeah my father was a barber oh wow and uh i went to the ohio state barber college <laughs> <laughs> don't forget that <laughs> i was their football team <laughs> <laughs> i was a walk-on <laughs> <laughs> I was in scholarship. No, actually, I graduated on the honor roll. And uh, they have an honor roll? Yeah, how do you? No, 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 not in barber school. In high school. Oh, okay. I was gonna say how you? And I got a, I got a merit scholarship to barber school. And I walked in, and I told my dad, I said, Dad, I got a merit scholarship to barber barber school, and they're gonna give me like four thousand dollars. He goes, You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Imagine what you could have done if you really would have tried. I'm like, eh, you know, I don't want to push anything. Did your father push you into that profession? Um, I always admired what my dad did. I, I started in his barbershop, Shining Shoes, when I was seven years old. Where was that shop? It was in Wellsville, Ohio. Wellsville, because I say we're, all, we're both from the valley. Yeah. I was born in East Liverpool, Ohio. I'm sorry. And grew up in... <laughs> <laughs> You're sorry. <laughs> well, you can smell the river on both Dino yeah, and I, I we're river rats. <laughs> but uh, I grew up in Wellsville. And, you know, back then, like, you know, like what you were talking about, the heartbeat of the barbershop. Right. And, and the community and the world and the nation, you know, where guys would go and just hang out and bullshit and listen and talk. They talked about sports, they talked about religion, they talked about politics, they talked about each other's wives, they talked about each other's <laughs> girlfriends, you know, all that stuff. Right. But you know, the one thing I learned that was really important is everybody has an opinion. Right. And you don't have to blow out somebody else's candle to make your shine brighter. And uh, I learned that a long time ago. That's a great quote. Where'd you, yeah. Is that, is, that, is that, I never heard that before. You can use it. I can use it. Yeah. Don't have to blow out somebody's. You don't have to blow out somebody else's candle to make your shine brighter. 
Because in a barber shop, everybody should have an opinion. Everybody should be able to talk. Right. You know, you don't like asparagus. I'm not going to slap you and hate you because you don't like asparagus. Get out of my shop. <laughs> Get the hell out. We're broccoli people. <laughs> Get out of here. You know? but With it's, your goddamn asparagus. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. Why can't we all just agree to disagree? We can't do that anymore. And, and and here in the barbershop, and at the old village barbers, we still do that. Everybody gets to talk, and everybody has an opinion. You know, Just, does it get heated? Well, it does. I mean, it has to have gotten heated over the over, over time heated. with, with and various I think things. Through the years, I've had two times where it's become confrontational where they got in each other's face and i i just cut it i said hey guys guys no 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 we don't fight in here if you want to fight go outside but you ain't gonna fight in here mm -hmm. this is my establishment with my brother we're not going to allow that and most of the time they're like hey you, you know you got to respect it's like on the sopranos don't disrespect the bing right, right, yeah. right. not in the bing <laughs> not in the bing don't disrespect it so you know that that's always been a good thing for us to do and make people feel comfortable. Yeah. So So I asked you how many years you've been doing this? I have 40? been doing this going on. Well, 40? forty-two years. I went to barber school in seventy-eight and I haven't stopped since. Did you? I was in the restaurant business with a couple of guys too, but this uh, this is what I do. This is my living. Yeah. So any regrets? Um, any regrets? Yeah. I no, mean, you know, no, I love my job. You know, a lot of guys, they get up and go, oh, shit, I got to go to work today. Right. You know, I get up, I go to work, and, you know, my buddy always made fun of me. He goes, man, you got the best job. You come in, you grab the newspaper, you go in the bathroom, you take a shit, you come back <laughs> out, you grab a cup of coffee, and you say, who's next? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, hey. You know. But here's the thing, you know, and and I'll and I'll make a very loose comparison to what you do and to what radio was for me. Yeah, you come to the barbershop every day. I went to the radio station every day. But every day, even though we had the same job, every day was markedly different as to what you were going to talk about and who you were going to talk to. Every day there was something. So I mean, that's kind of you know, even though you're cutting hair every day. The interaction is not the same day in, day out, right? I well, mean, no, no, no. I right. mean, like today after the uh, debate. We oh, my came God, in the debate. And, uh, the debate. The debate. The debacle you know? is what I called it. Yeah. A couple of jackasses up there fighting with one another. Uh, it's, uh, it was ridiculous. Oh, I don't care God. what side you're on. It was a shit show. Yeah, but, you know, that's what we talked about. We And, you know, like maybe tomorrow because the Steelers aren't playing this Saturday because of the... Uh, the testing of the positive on, on the Titans. Right. Well, we'll talk about the Steelers, you know. Hey, they got to buy this week or whatever. They have to figure that out. But every day's different. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's even though, you know, you say, oh, man, I got to get up. I got to cut hair. But you're you're cutting hair, but you're not. But you're, you're cutting other things, too, man. You're, 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 you're getting into the into the meat of the world. Yeah. And in the, in the, in the opinions of everybody. 
Well, I mean, like, you were on the radio, but you were on for, like, what, a couple hours. I got to stand here and entertain for eight, ten hours a day. Right. And right. the old feet hurt. You sat on your ass. I stood up. <laughs> How do you know I sat on my ass? <laughs> oh, come on. You ain't like Dan Rather standing up, you know? I haven't I told him anything. I did sit on my did ass. Sit on your I ass. did. I, you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, I stood a lot, but yeah. t towards the middle of the end, I said, "Screw it!" I, I sat down a lot with your feet up. With my feet up, yeah. Uh, and, and would bitch over the fact that the that the microphone didn't just quite get there. Not long enough. He's Can not you lying. pull that in yeah, a little, just a little bit. bit more? Oh, I'm having a hard funny. time stretching. That's funny. <laughs> so your dad was a barber, and yeah, was my dad was a barber. And was his dad a barber? No, his dad was a bootlegger. Okay, <laughs> he blew up in a whiskey still. Oh no shit! Actually, he saved the still caught on fire. It was on Second Street, the, the, as the story goes. In Wellsville. In Wellsville, and the, the the basement caught on fire. The still, and they had the little uh, manholes back right. then. You know those. So my grandpa went down. And there was a guy, uh, can I mention names? You can mention names. <laughs> Joe Arkaraji. Joe Arkaraji? Arkaraji. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was sleeping in the basement because he drank too much uh, cassette. And uh, so my, my grandpa picked him up and pushed him out the manhole. And my grandpa was a big guy. Right. You know, he was kind of heavy. Ate too much pasta and bread. And he got stuck in the manhole and the... The still bro uh, blew up and blew his legs off. Oh, man. So he didn't die with his boots on. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um. There, there was, uh, there was a lot of fun in the barber shop where my dad had, and he also barbered with his brother, Jim, for wow. years, and then he went off. But now I still barber with my brother Jim. That's crazy, we have man. We've been in the same room. Um, well, I started here in '86. He was here before me. I was in Westerville from '80 on. And there's been a couple of, uh, you know, there's been a couple of knockdown, dragout fights that we've had with one another. Right. I but know. you know, that's what brothers do. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, to grow up together, to yeah. work together. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. I think my mom and dad was pretty happy that we did, you know, stay together all these years. Is it just you two or their sisters? Or it's just us two. Um, I've had my daughter work here. No, below. I mean, as far as, as, far as your, immediate, your immediate family. Like, oh, I have another brother. You have another he, brother? Uh, he's an older brother, Gary. He didn't go? He didn't? He didn't. He was a smart one. He went to uh, college and became a teacher. He's retired now. Okay. You know, so. But, uh, Yeah. It's, uh, I've been happy with what I do. I, you know, when you stand on your feet all day, they hurt Yeah. at the end of the year. But I got special shoes. Of course you do. Yeah. Everybody. Did, yeah. Everybody has a... Did you get special shoes right from the get-go? No. Or did you have to, you know, I, hey, I'm going to need some special shoes. Well, you learn. Can you put your head down, please? I can. You learn uh, over the years you don't cut, ha uh, cut hair in penny loafers. Mm -hmm. You want to have something... Uh, supportive, and uh, I I wear these special Hoka tennis shoes. Some nurse turned me on to them. They're nice. like walking on marshmallows. Nice. Oh, they're expensive. But <laughs> I don't cut I don't cut hair, but that sounds nice. You ought to try a pair. I don't. I so will. You wear. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, it depends. I got a wide arch. Get a wide arch. Yeah, ten and a half, sometimes an eleven, yeah. depending Whiskey on the shoe. Brought to you by Oka <laughs> or, or the beauty shoes. <laughs> uh, big Italian family, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Ta- both sides. Um, yeah, yeah, both sides. Both sides. I think, my, I think my dad came from. Let's see. There were. Let's see, five boys, and three girls. Which I had five boys and three girls. Wait a minute, you got eight kids? I got eight kids. You got eight kids? Eight kids. I knew you had a lot of kids. I didn't know you had eight kids. I got eight. What the hell? Yeah, I was eight before I was seven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got eight kids. Wow. I got a lot of kids. I had so many kids, I had my own school. (laughs) No kidding. You know? That's crazy. That's just, did you want eight kids? Um, did I want? To? I would think after four, you would you would know. <laughs> um, yeah, if you met my ex-wife, I didn't marry her for her cooking. Uh, <laughs> wow, eight kids, ranging yeah. ages what now? Uh, thirty-seven down to sixteen. Jesus, so, Tommy. Yeah, I got a lot of kids. Yeah, uh, no wonder you're still cutting hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the main reasons. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, uh, I, before COVID, you know, this place, you know, I would pop in every once in a while and just say hello and yeah. whatnot. But there was always, always people seated, always people waiting. Uh, what, what, how, how is, how is the whole COVID thing affected? I know for a while there, you guys weren't allowed to cut hair at all. Two months. Two months. Yeah. What was that like? Oh. Well, after the first two weeks, I got a lot of stuff done around the house. You know, my mm-hmm. honey honeydew list uh, kind of diminished. But uh, thank God for golf. I got to play golf. But right. uh, it, it sucked because I didn't have any unemployment. It was denied unemployment. And I had to jump through loops to get money from the Huntington Bank. And finally, I just gave up. So I managed and got through it because I had some savings. So... But it was horrible, you know. And every day you're watching DeWine. You're like, okay, maybe this is the day he's going to release this. He's going to release this. And then all of a sudden, he did. So, mm-hmm. um, But it was hard, you know, really hard. I mean, I, can, I can't imagine doing something. What are you open, six days a week? Six days a week. Six closed days on a week. Sundays. Yeah. Kind of like Tom Raper, Indiana. Oh, Sundays. <laughs> Open six days a week, and then all of a sudden, just you know, yeah, you do it, on a regular basis is just cut off. I mean, that's for anybody, but but especially this type of business. Yeah, yeah, that's. Were you getting calls from people saying, "Hey, oh Tommy, my can, God, can my, you cut my hair? Can my you cut my hair?" Were like, "Come on!" I actually had somebody call me and say, "I'll give you two hundred dollars if you cut my hair," and I'm like, "Look, dude, I can't cut your hair." Right. You know. He's like, just you can come to my garage. Black like, market barbershops <laughs> tonight on Whiskey Business. If I cut your hair, that means I got to cut everybody. Right, because that's going to get out. Yeah. Who cut your hair? Tommy did. Mm-hmm. That son of a bitch. I asked him to cut my hair. Dirty Make more money uh, during the lockdown. Than, right. Uh, right. Well, oh, I'm bored. And I know, and I'm sure some people were cutting hair. Yeah, that shouldn't have been cutting hair. Oh, there was quite a few of them that were cutting hair. Cutting hair in their basements and whatnot. That's crazy. Kitchen cutting. Kitchen cutting. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's up to everybody else. Who who cuts your hair? 
I cut it myself. I think like there's a truckload of fucking well, things to I'm do with my saying, hair. I'm just saying. I know, but I'm just saying. Um, now, my brother has cut my hair, but yeah. I just buzz it. It's, you know, I don't have that much hair. Mm-hmm. So, but I just take a clipper blade and put an attachment on it and cut it. So, what do you do on the days where you just, where you just don't feel like talking? Oh, no, you don't have those days. No, I'm saying, but don't you wake up one, uh, any, on any given morning and just say, Man, I'm in a bad mood. Well, when you're extremely hungover, you're like, Jesus, grimy, this is going to hurt today. Right. Um, You know, you just coffee up, and your customers will get you going, you know. But there are days, if you don't feel well, like if you're sick, you know, just in passing, you got a cold. Mm -hmm. You're like, man, and your customers can tell. And you can always tell the customer that doesn't want to talk. He'll come to the chair with a magazine or newspaper, he just wants, that's his time. You know, he just wants to relax, and he wants to read the magazine, and you know, you just ask simple questions. Hey, how's it going, you know, it's, it's real simple. You don't get into these big detailed conversations with him. Right. So, but you know, most of the time, I probably have a problem of not shutting my mouth enough, because I like to talk, and I love little kids. You know, they, they come in, they're in such, touch with reality you just have so much fun with them and, right. and they're easy you know because they don't complain they is the only bad thing is you you got to fight their head because you say hold your head down then they look up hold your head down look up i do that i do that if <laughs> if god would have given a barber three hands it would have been nice be, with you know little kids in the chair you'd be like hey you could hold your he- head with one hand and then cut with the other two mm-hmm. but i really enjoy the kids yeah. yeah, like you were talking earlier about the pulse and how people would go to the barber shop and just even if they didn't need a haircut, right? They just come in and hang out. We have that. You got, I would imagine so. There's yeah. a long bench over there. Yeah. I imagine it's not all just for customers. Yeah, and the the sacred thing about a barber shop, especially a men's barber shop, and I do women's hair too, because I worked in a styling salon for about seven years. But the sacred thing about the barbershop is where young boys come in with their bar, with their dad and they learn to become men. They watch men be men. And you know, we have the old saying in here when a bunch of men are in here, right. earmuffs, because you got kids in here, right. you gotta watch your language because sometimes, you know, the Pope wouldn't be really happy mm-hmm. to hear some of the language in here. but. Um, you know, that's that's the cool thing about where they see their dads will come in and have a beer and they'll talk about football or they'll come in and, you know, they they hear them talk about, you know, uh, politics or they, they hear them talk about sports. I would Im- I would imagine that that there'd be a, a time where if, if the kid was observant on any level whatsoever, that he probably sees his dad almost in a different light. Yeah. Yeah, when he comes into yeah. a place like this, because he feels he's he's more relaxed. He's more relaxed. Yeah. He's comfortable, and yeah. he's himself. Until we charge him. <laughs> yeah, until he's that like, happens. Twenty-five dollars for this? You just barely cut it. I just oh, for God. Because I remember my grandfather. My grandfather, you know, he said he was the boss of the house, but when he was at the house, my grandmother ruled the roost. Right? Come you on, I mean? we all know the pussy's undefeated. Come on. <laughs> 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 Jeez. Right? She she ruled the roost, but when he was at the barber shop. 
you know, and he'd be talking about he he'd be all high and mighty about how things were going at home and yeah. so forth and so on. And, and then the barbers would go, "Hey, yeah, that yeah, guy's yeah, so full of shit." We know, but they were all probably all full of shit well, on yeah, some level. Yeah, on some level. Sure. Hey, when your dad when your dad was cutting hair back in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, that part of the of the valley, mm-hmm. as if we if we talk about a little history and whatnot, I mean, you know, we we were we were. We were known in Steubenville as being little Chicago and yeah. all the little smaller towns and around. Yeah. Did uh, did your dad get the uh, mob people coming into the shop? Sure. Yeah, the, yeah, to get yeah. their hair cut. Quite a few. Quite a few. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he was he the go-to barber for that? Well, you know, back in the day, like the barber, there was like a code that guys would say to the barber. My dad would sell condoms because. They were embarrassed to go to the drugstore to buy condoms. And he would, it was like this code, you know, he'd say like, I need two, I need three, and he sold condoms too. But it, it was, uh, you know, because we, we found them. <laughs> you know, what are these? Banana canners. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm back then in the valley where we grew up. You right. Know, the steel mills, the potteries were gone. You could, you could make a living and take care of your family. Right. We need to get that back in this country. We really do. Is that a, is that a topic of discussion that happens here in the shop? Big time. About what, where we were and where we're at and yeah. where we need to go? Yes, big and what, topic. And, and do you find that most of your customers or mostly the opinions that come here in the barbershop, do you see uh, people disillusioned or, or do you see them mad or just mad? Disillusioned, I wouldn't say that. I, I, I wouldn't see them say mad, disappointed. Disappointed just is a better disappointed word. Disappointed that. In what? And just how America doesn't make the stuff like we used to make. You know, back then our uncles always got new Cadillacs every two years. Right. And they would work in the steel mills and they would give an honest, you know, day's work, and they took care of their families. Right. It's it's kind of difficult nowadays to do that. You These know? days, especially. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. Now, you know, we have Worthington cylinders up here, and you have Liebert. And, you know, there there are some places that you can still do something like that, but you know, we hear out of customers, mom works, dad works. You know, they got $480,000 home. There's four cars in the driveway. You got to feed the animal. You got to have money. You know, when we grew up, there was one car, right? Right. That was it. Yeah. Hey, Dad, can I use the car? Where are you going? Now, everybody's got their own car. Right. You know, that's the difference in, in kind of like, and you always want your your kids to do better than you. Right, I've always said that. You yeah. always want you always want better for them than what you had growing up. Right. And, you know, and I think about some of the struggles that we had growing up. You know, my mom was a single mom mm-hmm. living in Steubenville mm-hmm. and worked for a doctor. She didn't make a lot of money. No. You know, but you know, she made sure that we you know had had uh, you know uh, a new suit at Easter and you know or or and and, and new shoes. And she found a way to get it done, but. Yeah. But, and then, like I said, you always want to do better than what you had. 
Sometimes, but I, now, sometimes, but sometimes now, I don't know. If better, if now, better, if better t is better. But nowadays, kids they turn sixteen and they're like, "Where's my car?" Where? Yeah. We didn't say that. No. You know, we got to go school shopping. You know, and your dad would, your mom would say, "Okay, this is the budget. This is what you get." Yeah. We're going to Pittsburgh. Where they don't have sales tax. You'll get an extra pair of jeans. <laughs> you get two pair of Converse. That's it. One to play in. One to go to school in, keep them clean. Right. Your dad always bought them a, a, like a size too big. That way your feet would grow into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, right. shit. Right, right. You know? Planning ahead. Yeah. All right. So, you, you know, you grew up that way, but you, you, you said it. You got eight kids. Yeah. How'd you raise them? I worked two jobs. Yeah. In my 30s. My 40s, well into my 50s. Did you teach them those same those same values that you grew up with, or did you cut them a break? You know, no, no, you no. Know, when I they turned don't... 16, was one of them asking for a car? Yeah, they got them. <laughs> <laughs> they got one. Right, so did my daughter. But it wasn't a new car. No, of course not. It That'd was a be used ridiculous. car. It wasn't a Rolls Canarly. No, 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 not at all. The next, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's that's the thing, you know? It's 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 like, the, the, was there something that... But they appreciated it. Did they? Yeah, they appreciated it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so I, I, I like to think of my kid appreciate. But when you got eight kids too. and you got five boys, there's a lot of hand-me-downs. Sure. You couldn't wear your sister's clothes, or was well, you older than your sister? Huh? Yeah. She 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 could wear your clothes. Hey, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> um, no, um, it's just different, and it's not bad different, but it's different. All right, it is different. You know? Yeah. Think about the stuff that we grew up with and the stuff that they started growing up with. And, yeah. and time changes, technology changes. God, technology's oh, changed so, we, so much. Well, everybody always says that if we had smartphones when we were kids, Jesus, gravity, you know. What would have happened? Never, we'd have never gone to high school. What would have happened? Oh, it had been crazy. No, I mean, I don't mean to, to, to wax, wax poetic like a couple old guys, but, you know, smartphones, yeah, we had, we had, I still got my grandmother's rotary dial telephone in the basement. Right? You know, Dino, I hate changed something, but you got nice hair. Oh, thank you. Except for up the holes there. Except for the holes. You got nice hair except for the holes. You got some curly hair. It's thick. It's thick in places. It's Yeah, It's it's but I recede on the... On the sides, just yeah. like my my grandfather and my old man, yeah. on the sides a little bit, yeah. you know, where it's uh, it eventually, you know, it looks like the like a relief map of South America. <laughs> I always have young kids now. Remember relief maps? We're gonna make a relief map today, all bulky and paper mache like. Uh. I, I always have, I have these young kids that come in now and they're starting to lose their hair and they're like, Tom, what is that about? I'm really starting to lose my hair. They're like. Is there anything you can put on, you can buy? And I go, you're asking a bald guy, look at me. Yeah. I would have hair if I knew that. Right. I'm but, starting to see my gray. I'm getting my gray in my beard. I, you, get, you know? You got gray. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we got magic marker. Right oh, there we right go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it works just great. Yeah. How old are you, Tommy? I am 60. I'll be 61 in okay. February. Okay, that's right. You said you graduated in 78, 78. so I'm just ahead of you. You got way less gray in your hair than I do. I got less hair. Yeah, but you guys still got less gray. Less gray. Yours turned gray, mine turned loose. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, since you started opening them back up, you know, when they said it was okay, did, did, 
did you did you fill up quickly? Were people like Jones to get in here to get a haircut? Yeah. Well, all of a sudden it was just like you know, yeah. you went through famine there for a couple of months, and then all of a sudden everybody wanted to get in here and get a haircut, right? Yeah. yeah when we got the go ahead. And what was the conversation at that point? Well, let, let me get back to because when we finally got to go ahead, my brother and I came in, and we we were always a walk-in barbershop, right? Because the crowd would be in here hanging out. Now you see we got these X's over here. The chairs are turned. I'm only allowed to have a guy here or a woman, mm -hmm. a guy there or right. a woman, and you're only allowed to have so many people in here. Right. So we went to appointments, and it's worked out pretty good, you know, about every 20 minutes to half hour. The first, I think the first 12 days, I was coming into work at quarter to seven, and I was getting home around 8, 8.30 at night. Wow. Yeah, I was working like nonstop, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, because I was so backed up, you know, from customers. But what, what, was, it, what was it with the, the question you asked me that- Well, now when, they, when they first started filing in, you know, when they first got the okay to come in, was everybody, was, was, what was the topic of conversation? Was it COVID? Oh, the, was it, was they it, were nervous. You know, they were really nervous. You could watch their body language. Mm -hmm. They would they would come to the front door because we opened in was it in June, and they would look in and they're like, "Can I come in? Is it okay? Is it okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, come on in." You know, but most of them would sit outside on the knee wall and wait so the chair was empty because we had to get the Clorox wipes out and wipe everything down. Sure. And we had the mask on, but they didn't have the mask on. In the beginning, that's right. See, the uh, the governor made it mandatory afterwards, right? So everybody has to have a mask on. Now, supposedly, mm -hmm. there are some people that are like, "Hey, man, you can't cut hair with a mask on." I'm like, "Well, you can. It's very possible, very possible." Right. But they were scared, and you know that's what's going on, uh, and with some of the testimonies that I hear from the healthcare workers that they didn't know what COVID was back then. So you have healthcare workers that get their oh, hair cut here? doctors, nurses. People on the front line. They're right in there. Right, and what are they telling you? Well, it's getting better, they're learning. You know, like what we were talking about earlier, Fauci at first was like, hey, the mask doesn't work. But now they're finding out the mask did work because we're not swapping spit with one another. Right. But uh, they, the, the nurses and the doctors that are coming in, and we have so many of them that come in, because anybody who's anybody gets their hair cut here, pretty much. You know, you're connected if you come to the Old Village Barbers. That's why I tell these kids, you went to college, you got your master's degree, but you didn't get no degree from the Old Village Barbers. <laughs> sit your ass down. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, but they're learning, you know, like, that right away they're not putting them on ventilators. They're giving them oxygen. They learned that you can't put them on their back. You kind of put them on their belly. You know, that way their lungs aren't filling up. And they're, they, they just learn every day more about COVID. And that's why I think it's starting. It's, not, it's never going to go away. All the doctors and nurses tell us, we're going to live with COVID. Hell, we're still living with the Spanish flu. It still exists. Right. N1N1. Yeah. yeah, flus are still, flus don't go away. Hell, you still get gonorrhea and syphilis. It's still out there. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but but I get what you're saying. I mean, COVID's not going to go away, it, uh, and and the flu doesn't go away. It comes back every year with a different strain of some sort. It's just how we uh, how we handle it. How we handle yeah, it. How, how we, we go forward it. with We're it. We're getting better, but most of those people that are those professionals in the lack of leadership like what we were talking about earlier with the shit show that we watched right. I, the, the president and every every level city state federal the lack of leadership of someone stepping up and saying put the mask on like when your nana told you that's caca don't touch it right you listen to her right you know now we don't know who to listen to because we hear so many different stories. But when you hear these doctors and nurses telling us that COVID is real, it is real. You know, when you hear, oh, COVID's a hoax and, and it's all going to go away after the, the, uh, the, after the election. election. Well, so is cancer. It's going to be gone too. <laughs> you know, hey, right. the, the, the election will cure everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you tell people that and they're like, Wow, and then when we but, do have nurses or doctors in here and there is somebody sitting and they're telling those, you watch them, they're like, whoa, this guy is on the front line. Right. And they're, then they're convinced because that's where that community thing comes in where they're listening and they're like, hey, this stuff really is real. Well, let, let me ask you this, because and I'm sure over the course of the time since you opened back up that you've got people that come in here who are firm believers that uh, it is a hoax and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and share their opinions. Mm -hmm. And how do, you, how do you handle that? I mean, do you, get, do you get argumentative with them? Do you just let them speak their minds? Do you have actual thought-provoking discussions? Do you exchange ideas? Or is it just some place where no matter what your opinion might be in respects to COVID or politics, you just come in here and vent and, and you get to say what you want? Or do you ever get to the point where you're saying, you know what, not in my shop, much like a fight, get out? No, I, I've only had two people that have come in that wouldn't wear a mask. And I tell them, look, you got to have a mask on to get a haircut. And they're like, I'm not wearing a mask. And I'm like, you got to go. go. Sorry. It's the rule. They get mad. They get pissed. They get but pissed. you know what? They what? come back. They come back. You know, especially nowadays they come back because you know what? You can't go anywhere and get a haircut without a mask. So on. the people that left, that got pissed off in the beginning, came back when we were wearing a mask. Oh yeah. Did they say anything? Like, well, they didn't beg or grovel or get down on their hands and knees, but they're like, "Hey, I'm really sorry for my behavior." Okay, they did apologize. They, they apologize. Yeah. You know, and they come back in. And they're like, "Come on in. We're we're not. We don't. We're not like we don't hold it against them." Mm -hmm. You know, but. Um, they, I, I, you know, everybody's so, uh, not disenchanted, but I want to say they're so confused when you see people sitting outside two feet from each other, eating chow right. or having lunch, right? but I got to put a mask on to go get a haircut. Right. Does or, it, there's no consistency. There's no consistency. And right. that's, that's what they're missing. And but up to the point where you get your food, you're supposed to keep your mask on. But right. now that once you're seated, and and yeah, I I don't know, you know. And you know, my sister lives in Florida, and they just opened up all the 
the restaurants and bars full tilt down there. 100%. Yeah. So. That's because these businesses, you know, we hear on, on I understand. On it's one like, out of every six is going to die on the vine? Yeah, well. What, what else can you do? How can you make a living? How are you going to survive? You know, we were fortunate after 40-some years of cutting hair, my brother and I, we had enough clients to keep us going. Now, we sure. lost a shitload of business because the older, older people did not want to come in at first. Right. You know, they were and afraid. there were guys that were younger than us. Uh, they come in, they look like Albert Einstein. Their hair's yeah. gray, and they they like, man, I ain't had a haircut since January. I'm like, well, you know, we're here. Welcome back. Without you, we can't make this run. Right. And they're, you know, they're they understand, but a lot of them, you know, they're so used to that heartbeat that you're talking about that this place is filled up. They don't know it's different. But right. now it is. It is different. It's completely different. And you think it's always going to be an X on the seat? You think, no. You think these seats are always going to be no. turned? No. We're, we're going to figure this we're out. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, we have enough great minds uh, in this country that once they prove efficacy with some of these vaccines, mm -hmm. I think I'll be wearing a mask all winter and maybe well into summer next year. You think so? Yeah. I think you will too. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all are. So get ready. We may be wearing it longer than that. If we had a crystal ball, we'd know. But you know, now everybody's got 15 different masks. Right now, it's a fashion statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you got your basic mask. Like Hansberry's got just the basic one on, but uh, Whitney's got his Cincinnati Reds. I've got my uh, wool removed for whiskey. You know. Do you drink? I didn't know you drink. I drink. Have <laughs> you tried that? You've been drinking this. The Do you like the, the Tom Fool? I'd rather like have a case of this and yeah, a case of yeah. clap. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I think a case of this in the long run would probably be cheaper. It's <laughs> funny. This it, is really. It, it tastes good. like a rye to me. Huh? It tastes a little bit like a rye to me. To like you, it. well, yeah. it should because there's a. The, I think uh, the mash bill has got about 23 percent rye in it. So um, this like is lot, this is out of a, a, they. It says Cleveland on the bottle, but I think it's actually Burton, Ohio. And uh, <laughs> good in Cleveland. Come on, <laughs> you remember and, going to the football games at POC, the pride of Cleveland? Oh my God! We always thought yeah. it was a piss of Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into football here in just a second before before we. Yeah. I want to end on a on a on a somewhat uh, positive note before. Not that this hasn't been positive. This has been great. But this whiskey, um, yeah, they started off making just uh, Applejack. Yeah, was their was their uh, trade, and they started uh, dipping in tomfoolery. I think uh, started making stuff in two thousand eight, and actually sold their first products right around two thousand eleven. And now they have uh, their bourbons, their Raj gin. Applejack is uh, because they use their own apples mm -hmm. up at the apple farm up there, and. Um, you know, it's a it's a pretty good Ohio product. This one retails for about this is just their regular bourbon retails for about thirty eight bucks a bottle. Mm -hmm. They have a bonded and bond bottle as well. Uh, they make it in a, in, a, in a pot still, uh, like they do uh, some other uh, cognacs and and uh, scotches and whatnot. So they kind of it's just imagine it being slow cooked instead of distilled. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they they like to make it the uh, the slow the slow and go way, and it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. You tasted a lot of the apple in this, though, yeah, right? Yeah, you can. You taste can taste it. the apple yeah. in that. They're not hints either. It's you mm -mm. can taste it. You know, people always ask me because they know I'm a bourbon drinker. They're like, "What's your favorite bourbon?" I say, "The one in front of me." Right, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. They There's all taste so good. many good ones. Yeah, they're all good. 
Yeah. But uh, I've had. What's your go-to bottle though? Makers. Makers. Yeah. That's your go-to. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. it's it's just it's always constant. It's just it's you consistent. Know, it's very consistent. Now I do like that uh, ocean. Uh, Jefferson, Jefferson. Jefferson's Ocean. Yeah. 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 It's pretty smooth. You know the one that the the one that was out at sea. Yeah. And yeah. and gathered all the. Yeah. The. The, well, it's the, on the, boat, the ocean and the rocks and the, rocks, and, the, and, yeah. the and the sea salt and so yeah. forth. Yeah, that was that and was some pretty damn good marketing right there. The yeah. uh, pretty damn the good Willet. Marketing. Have you ever had the Willet? The, the Willet, the Willet in the Genie bottle. Yeah, yeah, the Igeri Genie bottle. Yeah. Uh, I got some Willet that that's not in the Genie bottle that is better than what's in the Genie bottle. But Willet, unfortunately, is not available here in Ohio. Yeah. So when you get it, you're obviously in Kentucky or someplace else. Yeah, I had a buddy bring it back for um, me. I brought back some, too, from Kentucky not too long ago. But, yeah. So you're well, a bootlegger. Uh, technically, <laughs> technically. <laughs> well, well, no, no, because I'm not selling it. Well. I'm not selling it. I would have. But you know what? If, well, I, if I was living back in the day, that would have that been. I would have been on the. Uh, on the dark side of things, I think. I think I would have been a bootlegger. Oh, yeah. I think I would have been something along those lines. I wonder lines. what that stuff tastes like back then. I always thought about that. I said, wonder what kind of product. Might some of it was. Some of it was good. Some of it was poison. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people died. Yeah. You know, you know bathtub gin. That type of That's thing. like that place down in Cincinnati. That old, the oldest bar in Cincinnati. We went down there. I can't remember. It's Alfred's or something like that. Have you ever been down to Cincinnati? It's like the. It made it through Prohibition. They've got a bathtub down there where they made booze. <laughs> awesome. It. Well, that's it's a, pretty cool. Well, Cincinnati's got a lot yeah. of a lot of history. George George Remus, yeah, uh, was down there in Cincinnati, and and uh, anything close to the river back in the days of, of bootlegging, you know, you see it was that was on the river. That's why Steubenville was uh, the little Chicago that it was as well. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. back in the day. I've been but to yeah. that place. Uh, I forget where the the, uh, the owner or the inventor of the Tommy gun lived there. It's right there in Newport. Mm -hmm. But uh, really? yeah, that's that's the claim to fame. I think it's a concert venue now. But it's, yeah. the claim to fame is the Tommy guy. gun means something different yeah, to yeah. Tommy. Yeah. 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 You got a Tommy. You got eight kids. Right? I got a Tommy. You got eight kids. You got eight kids. Yeah, I got a Tommy gun. <laughs> you were you were definitely loaded for sure. Hey, I'm Catholic, you know, yeah. automatic. <laughs> automatic that's funny i'm looking around man i'm looking at like when this place first opened up you, you just look at the you just look at the character of this place yeah and you can see some of it on camera for those of you who are watching the the video portion of this you know all the stuff that's been accumulated everything's got a story yep every piece up there every piece of paper yep has a story yep. from the children's picture i see up there yep. to the to the picture of uh, Trestle and, and what was that? Is that uh, Jack? Yep. Tress, Jack? Jim Trestle and Jack? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Then I see Steelers. I see Swanee. I see, but I also see Jim Brown. I see the Cleveland. Is this a, well, is this, is this a Steelers shop or a Cleveland We're shop? like Jesus. We love everybody. You we love try everybody. To, we yeah. try to make our customers feel at home. Right. So, and we've got all the football helmets up. Right. And there's kids that come in and they're saying, hey, I like that. I'll take it down, I'll give it to them. And customers bring other stuff back in and we put it up. You can see all the golf flags. Right. I'm a big golfer. Yeah, You know, and a good golfer from what I hear. Uh, decent, depends upon what day. Um, I think about all the times and all the money I spent on golf, I could have had five hair transplants. You yeah. know, but I had a lot of fun. Um, uh, it's just, like there's a, 
Beatles Let It Be 45 over there. Can right. you see that? Yeah, I do see it from here. That's in your wheelhouse. Yeah, you actually still have the little the little thing that goes over the... The jacket. Yeah. Yeah. And then those gloves next to it are from a professional football player that played for the New England Patriots that come in here. We've, ha we've had... And there's just... You never know who's going to walk in here. What's the most amazing person? Who's, who's Arnold Schwarzenegger came in. Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold came in? Arnold came in to get a haircut. He said, you have a beautiful family. He saw my picture. Um, what made him come here? Who brought him here? Uh, there's a guy that comes in. He still comes in. Woody uh, King. And he runs a company that in Columbus, Ohio, that takes care of... Uh, the Arnold. The, no, not the Arnold. Just He takes care of, of uh, real famous people when they come to town. Nice job. And he needed a beard trim because he came in for the Arnold Classic and Arnold come in. And he brought us a poster and I had him sign it. Thanks for the haircut. I'll be back. <laughs> 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 and then Clapton. Eric Clapton. Clapton, wow. Clapton came in. And the funny thing about Clapton is I had a little bit of a hangover that day. because I have what Is they, this when he was supposedly living here in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have what they call a little bit of a drinking problem. Okay. Just a little. Just a little. And I went to get coffee across the street. And I come over, and the guy walks in, and I'm like, can I help you? And he gets him in a chair, and I'm slugging coffee, and I'm like, damn, you look familiar. Have you ever been in here before? And he's like, no, nah, this is my first time in. And I'm like, I'm Tommy. And he goes, Eric, I'm Eric. And I go, God, it's Eric clapping in my head. I didn't say anything. But uh, a guy I was in business with, Purdom that owns the bag of nails next door. Right. He had a baby the same night that Clapton had a baby. All right. So he sent him in to get a haircut because of the pictures. But his mother and father live right, right uh, they live right around the corner. Oh shit. Yeah. Huh. He was cool. So Schwarzenegger, Clapton. How about sports figures? Uh, Earl Bruce used uh, to come in all the time. Get his haircut here. Oh yeah. The funny yeah. thing about Earl Bruce one day, he says, he's he's talking. And we're like, hey, coach, how's it going? I don't know why they're making such a big damn deal about this waterboarding shit going down on Guantanamo Bay. You know what's tough? I go, what's that, coach? He goes, coaching for Woody Hayes. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> but Earl would just tell you how he felt. It would be hilarious. Yeah, coaching for Woody Hayes. That's what's tough. Um, whole different kind of waterboarding. I mean, there's been a lot of... Uh, uh, Golfers from mm -hmm. uh, uh, Muirfield. Muirfield. Uh, one day, Frost was in here. David Frost, and nobody knew who he was. Cause mm -hmm. I, I'm a golfer, and I recognize him. And I get him in a chair, and I'm like, "Missed the cut." And he looks up <laughs> at me, and he goes, "Yeah." So we, I cut his hair, and he's like, "Hey, where's a good place to get, you know, a sandwich?" And I said, "Go down to Villanova, get you know, the mm -hmm. Italian." But uh, and there's been, uh, I got a buddy that uh, grew up here in Worthington, he caddies for Patrick Cantley. He okay. comes in every year and uh, brings us passes so we can go to the uh, Muirfield and we catch up and have a good old time with him. But um, there's all kinds. Of, and then there's, you know, we're close to the Josephinium. Right. So we have a lot of priests. We have a lot of... Do priests let their hair down so to speak when they come in here well they don't cuss like us but they do they but, don't but, talk to right? us because you know when you're a priest you you learn to deal with social problems sure and and they bullshit with us and they like coming in here because 
they can't like let their rosary beads down or anything like that, but right. they can talk to us and because they see men here and they can, you know, have a good time. Yeah. We had a we had a Catholic priest on the podcast yeah. a while back, yeah. and it was uh, probably one of my favorite podcasts because he was open, he was yeah. honest, yeah. and we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he was a bourbon drinker. Well, it was like in the old days. Here comes Father Kern, hide the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Hey, they're just men. They're people like us. They want to have fun, and they got to get their hair cut. You know. Do you think if, if you and I grew up back in the day, back in your father's time, do you think we would have been respectable men or do you think we would have been criminals? Oh, Honestly. I, I think I would have been... Mm, mm. Mm, that's a good question. I think it's a good question. Man, I think I would have been respectable. A respectable criminal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would have been respectable. Yeah. Criminal, maybe. No, I think I would have been a good person. I would have tried. Yeah. But, you know, those times are different. Our core values and core beliefs are where are they are because of our families that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. You know, they taught us those. Right. You know, like when I would shine shoes at my dad's barber shop. Yeah, you mentioned that. How old were you when you started doing seven that? Seven years old. Yeah. And I'd get, home, I'd get done and my dad would say, don't tell your mother what you heard at the barber shop today. Right. You just kept your mouth shut, you know? You learned that. Simple. Like, Did you ever tell your mother what you heard at the barbershop? <laughs> Did your mother ever ask you what they said at the barbershop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't pinch. No, I, I, no. no. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. get sloppy like that and get in trouble. No. Because you know what? My dad, mm -hmm. it was a money machine. I'd go up there and cut and shine shoes and I made money. You know, back then, if you went to work on a Saturday and you worked and you did like, 10 shines you made like two bucks back then that was a lot of a money lot of money back then you know sure. yeah. for a seven-year-old like, i felt like tesla back then <laughs> <laughs> for a seven-year-old yeah seven years old but my dad took a cut no yes he did he taught me a lesson that shoe polish is expensive you gotta buy it who why why would he buy, buy all my shoe polish right you know he taught me a lesson he would take money out and say, you know, this is what you got to pay for and then for the brushes. And he taught me that. Did you have a shine box? Yeah. Yeah? You still yeah. got it somewhere? No. No? It's gone. I no. wish I did. Yeah. But we had a guy that would shine shoes in there, a little kid. Uh, Masters was his name. He worked three weeks. And he made so much money, he retired. <laughs> because guys were giving him like $20 because they felt bad for him. Right. And he made like $400 or $500. We never saw him again. <laughs> One and done. I think he went and bought a new clarinet and retired. Yeah, Are you was... hiring? You looking for anybody new? <laughs> he was in the band at Thomas Worthington. I think uh, he did. He bought a new clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> So, politically speaking in this shop, is it pretty much one-sided, two-sided, in the middle? How's it, how's it, because politics figure out, have to figure huge into a, into a barber shop, as far as opinions go. And I'm not going to ask you your politics, and I'm not going to share mine per se, but I'm curious as to, you know, how you deal with the political situation in a barber shop like this, especially in these last, uh, four years and moving forward and with everything that's going on 
Um, it's got to be a delicate balance for you. Everybody has an opinion. Right. We mentioned that before. I think some people need to be convinced either way why, why they should vote for Trump or why they should vote for Biden. But mm -hmm. if you, you look in our city, in Worthington, there's a lot of Biden signs. Um, we all know that Trump has the worst political hygiene of any president we've seen. I mean, okay. He just says what he wants. There's some people that like it there's some people that are completely turned off from it right because he just and and that's that new york personality i think right you know he just he just rubs some people the wrong way you know we're at home and we're watching one of the rallies and there's this woman that looked to me that was like 65 years old and she's in the front row Right. And her shirt says, Mr. President, you can grab my pussy anytime. Now, that's somebody's grandma. Uh. And you're thinking, really? You're, you're proud of that? But everybody has their, that's right. this freedom of speech. They, they're allowed to do that. I think in this barbershop, there's a lot of times people won't say anything. Because they don't want to get in the fray with it. And, that, and that's, that's, let me do a follow-up question. They don't say anything now. Has it always been that way? No. Right. No. Right? They've always spoken their opinion. They've always. And we've always wanted them to speak their they've opinion. They've always spoken their minds in, in years past, but now everybody stays a little t more tight-lipped. They're afraid. I mean, I think a lot of people are afraid to put Biden signs up around the Trump areas, and I think a lot of people are afraid to put Trump signs up. Where do you, wh why do you think that, where's that fear coming from? Because we've become so tribal. Like I said, you don't like asparagus, fuck you. We're broccoli people. <laughs> We're broccoli people. Get out of here. You know? Why do we have to be that way? They should all come to the barbershop and we'll teach them, we'll teach them lessons of how to hate <laughs> But hate with love, you know? Nah, so, you, know, I, you don't teach them to hate. We don't yeah, agree, I joke. don't agree with you, but, you know, it's no big deal. I think nowadays we, we teach tolerance of intolerance. That's a good point. You know, we really do. We have so many problems. You need some more? You give me a little bit more because we're, we're, we're about to wrap it up. And we look. have so many problems. You get to keep the rest of that bottle here, Thank by you. the way. You know, that's our... That's our well, hey, 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 I'll tell you, I'll tell you it ain't easy. Um, but we have so many problems, we can't even prioritize them. In Washington, D.C., we can't even say, let's work on unemployment, or let's work on COVID, or let's work on the Russians. Let's work... There's so many problems that we can't even say, okay, this is number one we're going to work on. We can't fix that, but let's go to number two. We'll, fi we'll fix that. We can fix that. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. We can't agree to even work on the problems because they become so complex. Do you agree? Yeah. On some levels, I do agree. Yeah. I know I watched last night's debate, and, and I was... Uh, I was just, I was filled with a sense of disappointment all the way around. Irritated? Irritated, I don't know if the irritated was the right word. I don't know if irritated was the right word. Disheartened. Disheartened. I think is more. Discouraged. Yeah. 
was probably the better word. Um, disappointed, no, because politically speaking, through the through the years and the decades, I've been I've been uh, disappointed yeah. with with how things have gone. Yeah. You know, w with with certain uh, decisions and mm -hmm. and outcomes, mm -hmm. economies mm -hmm. and recessions and so forth. I've been disappointed. Sure. I can handle disappointment, but at a time where I think we need more empathy and positivity and need to be lifted up, I, I get discouraged when I watch something and, and feel just... You don't think uh, Biden can do that let, if let, he gets elected? I don't know. You, you, I, nobody I, knows. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I am eternally optimistic and maybe naive yeah. on some level where I say that, you know, whoever leads our country Mm -hmm. Does it to the best of their abilities, mm -hmm. and in an unselfish way that where where it is country first, and right. and not, you know, mm -hmm. I'm the best at this. I'm the you know that 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 has the, the the country in mind. I mean that's the way it should be. Do you think you could run the country? No, I don't think I could. Run I think country. there's like 15 cab drivers in New York that could do a better I don't job. Think than I, could, you could. I could run the country. I don't it's think it's a tough I could. job. It, 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 it's probably one of the most difficult jobs in the world. I don't know why anybody wants it. Um, do I think I could contribute to the running of this country at some yeah. point in my life? Sure, but that that job itself, man, uh, it's it's tough. It's it's tough, and it's it's. Do you think it's, it's in God's hands? I don't know. Your, I, I don't know your spiritual background. No, I'm, I'm like you. You're you're yeah. you're Catholic. Yeah. I'm Greek Orthodox. We're both, we're both forms. Of, we're both forms of Catholicism. Yeah. If if it's in God's hands right now. He, his hands are really, really calloused and full. Mm -hmm. I would imagine so. If if, there's, if it's in God's hands, yeah. he's he's he, he, he the they're arthritic. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's carrying the the load of of, of so much stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here, here's what I'll say. If it's in God's hands, if Trump's going to be president. He's going to be president. If Biden's going to be president, he's going to be president. That's in God's hands. That's not in God's hands, but it's it's the it's it's what we got to believe in. I mean, we're going to vote, right? And this is what God's given us. This is what's in front of us. Yeah, I mean, I everybody I, says I have that. my religious convictions, but I say it's all. You know, sometimes I think when people say it's in God's hands, that's just a that's just a quick pass off. That's like I, I don't want to deal with it anymore. It's in God's hands. Uh, whatever the Lord decides. You know, Tony, okay. Dun Tony Dungy, during football. And I'm not saying in an anti-religious way. I'm just saying, like... No, I understand. It's, it's not completely... It, it's got, Maybe it's in God's hands to guide us and move us in the right yeah. directions yeah. and so forth and so on. But to say, it's in God's hands who decides who wins the election. Mm. Uh, no, it's, it's in the country's hands. It is in the country's hands. I, I understand that. I want to make it a point to you that I was watching a football game and Tony Dungy made a, made a comment that said, we need to stop fighting ourselves and start fighting the devil, the true devil, to come up with a solution to end this racism and all this, this stuff that we're seeing, the riots in the streets and everything. I, I wish to God we could do that. There you go. I wish to God. So we're going to throw that on okay, God's but head. That's, but that's, that's, I wish to God. Yeah, I can, I can, God. I can wish to God. I can pray to God. That's what I'm praying. I've got my Aunt Anna. She would go, but I'm, I'm not going to, but you know. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to pray for it. 
you know, it's all we can do. Look, I, 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 I'll, I'll leave you with this. You know, th throughout this whole COVID situation, things have been tough. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of people close to me going through tough things. And I've gone through some tough things as well. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go down to the little icons that my mother has set up at the edge of the stairs mm -hmm. that she insisted that I have. I put them up there for her. But I also, you know, have taken comfort in there. When I, when I went down there a few nights ago and feeling kind of desperate, mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, mm -hmm. I didn't say, give me the answers. I didn't say, fix it. Mm -hmm. What I did say was, if you can and you have that ability, guide me. Guide me, them. Yeah. Guide, me yeah, guide. guide them. Yeah. I'm not asking for a handout. No. I'm not asking to fix things. <laughs> I'm looking for a miracle. But if, you're, if there is some sort of wisdom and guidance that you can point my way, mm -hmm. I'm wide open to that. Mm -hmm. Help me see. Mm -hmm. Open my eyes a little bit. Maybe my eyes are closed. Maybe my blinders are on. If they are, move them off to the side. Mm -hmm. Open my eyes a little wider. Mm -hmm. Do that. Yeah. But to say it, it's, I see it. Well, I, I, in, in, that, that's in, what I just, I really, It's an expression. It is. It is an expression. But for some people, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a reality. Out, it's a flat out them. conviction. Yeah. It, it, it's like, hey, if God wants this to happen, he's going to happen. It's going to happen. We need, we need love. And we don't practice love. We Look, need love. The three things that I've learned through COVID is this. All right. Okay. People don't want to be told what to do. Don't, I'm not putting my mask on. Nobody wants to take the blame. And there's no respect between one another. Go up on the highway and forget to put your turn signal on. People are flipping you off. Get the fuck out of my... I'm like, come on, man. Everybody makes mistakes. Right. Be a little kinder to people. Just be kind. I've it's said, gone. I've said it on this podcast before, and I'll say it again because I think it's it's something that needs to be remembered and and constantly addressed. Empathy. Yeah. We 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 continue to lose our sense of empathy, and uh, until we start getting some of that back, until we can actually feel, and and when I say feel, I don't mean anger. I mean, yes, feel anger, feel rage, but mm -hmm. find a way to funnel it with empathy and understanding. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a long haul. We need to become we again. That would be a good thing. That would be good because be it says we the people. Yeah. And, and instead of I, 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 I did this, <laughs> I did that, I did this. Yeah. We need to become we. Hey, right, man. How's my hair? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. You look yeah. like a male model. Don't I get the, don't I get the look in the... In the mirror? Oh, you did a nice job. Cause it's a, you got a lot of hair for a ball guy. What <laughs> <laughs> about those little massagers? Come on, give him a little back massage. Huh? Yeah. Where's that ma I'm looking in the mirror. Where's that magic marker? <laughs> put some of the black back I'll in. Put a little magic put gel in there. Put a little something. Can I come? Right, let me let me make an appointment for uh, color <laughs> next time around. My, um, my when my dad used to cut uh, people's hair like Sam Abdullah, yeah. they'd call up and say, "I need some shoe polish." Yeah. Right. A little shoe polish in my hair. Oh, I man. put a little gel in there. That's fine. I put a little gel in it myself from yeah. time to time. Tommy, I can't thank you enough, man. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed I it. I have. Um, it was uh, insightful and effortless and enjoyable, and mm -hmm. and uh, it's a comfortable chair, too. Yeah. I should get some of these for the house. You know, I'm going <laughs> to quote um, the old basketball coach at North Carolina, Jim Balvano. Never give up. Never give up.
we gotta keep on trying and keep it going just keep it going and that's what we have to do don't ever give up you know and i think a lot of people need to laugh they need to cry they need to smile and if you do that you got a full day and have a glass of bourbon at the end of the night there you go <laughs> whiskey business my friends is a never the luck production produced on the audio side by greg hansberry who's got a little more business to close it up with uh, real quick tommy why don't you give us uh you know the hours of operations if anyone wants to pop in here um we are here six days a week uh i could be here anytime from seven o'clock in the morning till five thirty six o'clock at night walk-ins or we got to make an appointment right now we're going appointments all right we used okay. to be walking all right three chairs no waiting that's <laughs> the name of this podcast same day service <laughs> 669 uh, north high 669 high, high street, high where street. right in the heart of old that's worthington it. all right uh the phone number for the barbershop is 614-431-8924 and my cell phone number is... Is that okay? No, it's, just, yeah, it's up to you. You want people calling your cell phone. Yeah, right. It's uh, all right with us. 614-634-2144. There you go. Call and Tommy. Like Guido Gilletti. Call anytime, anytime. You won't be turned down. Second mortgage is anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, on the video side, oh, we're uh, making this place, uh, bringing this into your, into your computers or your big screen TVs. John Whitney, where's that thumb, Johnny? Come on, let's give him a big hand. Big thumb, the thumb that's launched a thousand videos. I did pretty well tonight. Only one accident. <laughs> Good. And of course, uh, Tommy, thank you, man. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. God bless. And uh, oh, I said God, God bless. bless. God bless. Well, who am I going to say? <laughs> God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless America. Say your uh, prayers, pal. Uh, Wash your hands. Comb your hair. The guest bottle has been Tom Foolery out of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Technically Burton, Ohio. Uh, nice job up there. I'm not kidding. You get to keep that bottle. Thank All you. Right? Thank so you. keep it here for special occasions just like this. Right. Until medicinal purpose. Don't put any combs in it. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next bottle, my friends. See ya. Cheers. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.